1: Brian Reynolds. Who the fuck else? And um, let's see, last night was WWE's TLC pay-per-view live from the Thunderdome in Orlando because why? We are not in the middle of a pandemic. We've been going through a pandemic, but that's another story for a different podcast for a different day. So, it's been about a few weeks since I've done a show. Now I've got the energy to do one. And we're going to start off the night, folks. And yes, I know Bray Wyatt got lit on fire. For those of you who have questions, Russell underscore radio is still up and running. Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com is still up and running. And at Brian Rails. At underscore Brian Rails on Twitter is still available. If you have any questions, you can message me on either one of those said social media platforms or handles. So let's start off with the results of a six-six-way tag match and a three-way tornado tag match between. goodness a six-man, I'm still trying to get over the fact that Bray Wyatt was lit on fire, and it was uh it's fairly. It's not fairly interesting. It was actually pretty interesting. So, TLC Twenty Twenty results. I wouldn't. Okay, so Forbes Letter Reviews, uh, Sportskeeda, SB Nation. I need results. I need results. Okay, so. In a street fight? Oh, no, no, that's Raw. Mm-mm. This is tonight's Raw. No, 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 no. I have the videos. i just been looking at the results. So, Bleacher Report, blah, blah, blah. TLC results, CBS Sports. Okay, well. TLC 2020 results. So, I know that the first match featured tag team match with Sheenskate Nakamura, Cesaro... Let's see here. Twenty-twenty results. There we are. So they did have bizarre results. I agree with the headline for the first time in a long while. Big E, Daniel Bryan, Otis, and Chad Gable versus Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. So it was an eight-man tag match. So this is the kickoff show. You had uh Zane avoiding a lot of stuff and then Big E getting involved. Gable asked for a tag from Otis. So Big E, Daniel, Brian, and Otis and Chad Gable beat Sammy Zayn, King Corbin, Sesarousin's Kane, Nakamura, be a pinfall. They gave it a B. So that's not bad. The WWE Championship match, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in a TLC match. So AJ Styles tried to get off, you know, beating McIntyre with power and strength. That didn't really fold out well, but He started going after the knee on McIntyre and working a body part, which is smart on AJ Styles because Styles isn't that big. And then uh let's see here, belly to belly to McIntyre. Then the Miz got involved and tried to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase, which, are we all surprised, folks? It was great because although we know because <laughs> kayfabe is completely broken, thank God this is not an episode of Dark Side of the Ring and Cornette would be up in arms about the whole breaking kayfabe deal or he wouldn't give fuck. <coughs> because anyways, anyways, folks. Let's get back on track here. The Miz came close. I mean, he was an eyelash away from taking McIntyre's championship from him. I mean, Morrison did come down to the ring also, so technically uh, it became a triple threat. So in other words, it was like another match on Raw. I mean, just saying. Miz is kind of alive for an easy victory in Almost entered the ring and pulled him from the ladder. Okay, so, yeah, he almost is like Andre the Giant slash, you know, Giant Gonzalez slash Braun Strowman rolled into one. This guy is huge. He is huge. And then, uh, let's see here. McIntyre, though, let's see here. It wasn't the best. But tables were involved and ladders and chairs. Oh, my. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha versus Carmella. So it was champagne bottles that were broken. I thought they were wine bottles. Okay, somebody reported in previous articles, not you know on CBS and SportsKita and ESPN, that the attack on Sasha was with wine bottles. If I'm not mistaken. So. Anyways, let's get it to the point. Let's see. Reginald catching Carmella. Reginald sommelier. Who the fuck is... I'm sorry. Who is this person? That's a flurry of pinning combinations, both women and Carmella. And so, Carmella has a valet. Why? And she, she went from Smellsworth. You know, this this guy, I have no clue who this guy is So anyways um, Alright, well, we'll get to that later, sir I was, And I, I can get to that later Bray Wyatt and Orton is on my list But we will get to them later And I don't know if my friend Chris watched it or not But uh, I'm pretty sure he may or may not have uh, even realized That there was a pay-per-view on Sunday Or maybe he did and just didn't really care to watch. That's, that's just him being honest, folks. Sasha uh, beat Carmella, so they didn't even describe the match. That's how this match gets a B plus, but it never was discussed. So Meteora and then Bang Statement to retain the championship. Okay. Raw Tag Team Championship, the New Day versus the Hurt Business. So Cedric Alexander, Okay, I'm going to say this right now. I don't mind the Hurt Business and the fact that, you know, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander are great wrestlers, but these two cannot talk, and they have MVP, I guess, to do that for them. They won the match, obviously, because Kofi got hurt. Lombard set for the victory, so that would be Cedric Alexander. So blind tagged himself in. Okay. It's not that I disagree with you know the decision to have them win, but they didn't even win in a heel-like fashion. Does it matter? Yes, because the Hurt Business is considered a heel faction, right? So my question is, why wouldn't you? Have Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin go over it. That's the only that's the only nitpick that I have on this review because it's been a minute, and I turned on the pay per view late because I had worked probably hours before, and then I turned on TLC and watched it in mid motion and watched the replay today. And when I watched the replay today, it wasn't bad. It's just like I said, the only nitpick I have is Shelton Benjamin and uh. Cedric Alexander going over clean. That's just, I mean, you've got MVP standing out on the outside. You could have, you couldn't run interference. Just saying, folks. <laughs> they wanted to do something different. Yeah, I know that man. Women's Tag Team Championship: Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and her surprise tag team partner. An unlikely pairing, folks, would be Oscar and Bailey, Oscar and Sasha, Oscar and Bianca Belair. Who am, who am I missing? Oscar and Charlotte Flair, person that basically, essentially ended Oscar's streak. Who would have thought? who would have thought in a million years this unlikely duo ended up winning the women's tag team championships last night thanks to Natural Selection which beat Becky in Brooklyn which beat Becky in well I mean it did not beat Becky at Evolution for the first ever last woman standing match um there's just there's not a lot of question marks about this match, folks. It was pretty it was pretty self explanatory, and um, it was close to the main event, so you know it was decent. Now this match here, the Universal Championship with Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a TLC match for the SmackDown Live Universal Championship. Some people may have been surprised that this wasn't the main event, but I think they wanted to end the they as in creative powers of be wanted to end the night on a not on a well, we expected this to be the fucking main event. So here we go. Roman versus Kevin Owens was not a bad match actually. You know, it started off with a uh, Owens working him over with a chair and then he used it on Reigns and then Owens Beat the ever-moving shit out of Uso. They gimmick it to where Jay comes down to the ring and interferes when he's supposed to, so it's good timing on Jay's part. I thought the ebb and flow of the match between Owens and Reigns was pretty fucking decent. Uh, Let's see what else. So, (laughs) Pillmanizing. I love the fact that this dude's a big Brian Pillman fan, man. For the first time, I actually agree with one of the writers from CBS. That's saying something Because I'm usually a negative asshole When it comes to a Roman Reigns match And you know Whomever his partner be But Partner in crime You know Man he's working against The man that WWE Has given a great opportunity to To work So Owens continued to fight back After Reigns back Dropped him on a pair of chairs So yeah that, This match was very back and forth Very compelling to watch and then it says, yeah, Owens was on top of the ladder and he was trying to retrieve the title multiple times and he could have done so if it wasn't for Jay Uso interfering. So he headbutted uh, Uso off the table. Let's see here. Owens buried Uso under rubble at ringside, tried to grab the ladder, is cut off by Reigns. Yeah, Reigns power-bombed Owens on a ladder, and then he put him on multiple – he put him through – yeah, he did put him through multiple tables on the outside. Owens told Reigns he would have to kill him, missing a second spear. Okay, yeah, he did spear Owens through a table, and that looked very brutal. And then, uh, let's see here. Reigns met him at the top of the ladder. He hit him with a low blow and he choked him out with a guillotine. I like, okay, so yes, he did hit a low blow. Yes, Roman Reigns did retain. It's to expected because it's now going to be a ratings draw in that department for SmackDown Live. So, this match. Hmm this match is going to be the epicenter of discussion because this is the match that I actually paid attention to, folks, because FIRE! That's been a while, folks, since we've seen fire in WWE. I can't recall... Oh, yes. The last Inferno match was a crock of shit, and that was Kane. And it's like they... It was Kane versus, guess who, Bray Wyatt, and that was eight years ago, wasn't it? Yes, eight, almost nine years ago now to this day, because 2020 is almost over, and thank God, but the last Inferno Mass was either 2012 or 2013, and I can explain why it was such a shit show, because Bray Wyatt got involved, and then, uh... It ended with a pinfall instead of someone getting lit on fire. But that's aside the point. This match, Randy Orton versus the Fiend in a Firefly Inferno match, which I don't know
0: why
1: I haven't seen this much controversy in wrestling. And no, I take that back. There's been there's been several controversies regarding WWE and outcome. Beth Rollins versus uh, Bray Wyatt specifically. So Bray Wyatt seems to be the attention getter in both good and bad. And this, the end of this pay per view was kind of like, okay, now you have our attention. And this is not a bad thing, folks. This is actually a decent thing considering the fact that AEW has Sting. And we're looking at the barrel of 42 minutes left to go. But overall, the pay-per-view for WWE's TLC 2020 wasn't bad. It was the first time where it had maybe five, six matches on the card. And the main event was not Roman Reigns, which kind of shocked me because normally I'm probably going to speak a little too soon but because I say that because they might main event Roman and it doesn't really fucking matter where you put Kevin Owens on the card this dude proved why he gives main event caliber matches if you allow him to give you a main event caliber match Bray Wyatt has always been one of my under you know like my underrated unsung heroes like if you really wanted to pass on the torch from Undertaker to anybody Bray Wyatt His merchandise is probably selling off the rack. I'm guessing because of Christmas. And also, folks, The Fiend, he's over. You want a guy that is not Randy Orton. You don't want too much of Roman. So you separate and put him on SmackDown Live. And you put Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton on Raw. Kind of embolizes a new... Not embolized, but it, it gives their feud of Bray Wyatt and... Randy Orton from life because let's face it the house of horrors was complete and utter fucking disaster I say this because a few years back watching Orton and Ray when Wyatt family was still afloat kind of like watching a very bad soap opera unfold right before your eyes and then The House of Horror Match is is worse than a B-list horror film. I'm a huge, not a huge horror fan, but uh, that one, folks, made me think, all right, well, surely the feud between Orton and Wyatt can die and go to hell. Boy, and hell they went which is a prelude to Hell in a Cell, the next WWE pay-per-view, which will start in 2021. It was, you know, to have someone be lit on fire, folks, yes, I will definitely get to Off the Rails Uncensored, but I have got plenty of time to do so. So, the prior weeks when Raw's ratings hit 1.55, which you knew was going to be a discussion for me, folks, because... I'm going to get you the exact numbers when AEW has beaten WWE in ratings and WWE had to pull something out of their ass, and now Google's showing me, look, here's Bray Wyatt lit on fire. I'm going to play you the soundbite directly from TLC, which I do not own the rights to said audio and any any trademark or publication regarding WWE. So let me read you the ratings of uh Raw. I wanna see how big the ratings were tonight because, you know, obviously you notes know, on December twenty first. So Keith Lee was actually a highlight in this. Holy shit. And Seamus. Featured a fallout from WWE TLC So you had AJ Styles The Miz and Morrison Versus McIntyre, Keith Lee and Sheamus The Hardy Brothers hmm. Versus the Hurt Business and Sexy Muscle Friends Dana Brooke and Rose Roser Zania Jackson, and Shayna Baszler So December 14th This is the last five weeks 1.7 was November 16th 1.779 million viewers, and this is according to Forbes.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. November 23rd, 2020, 1.808. So it went up, then went down again. November 30th, 2020, 1.741 million. December 7th, 2020, it was 1.737. December 14th was 1.527 million and that was the lowest it had been in its history so it's not shocking to me that the ratings were low but TLC was kind of redeeming quality since the ratings went because you know if the ratings are in the toilet you know who's going to take notice of that there is no way to put asses in seats unfortunately although AEW put certain number of asses in seats with people wearing masks and being socially distanced I mean it's like I don't they can have a crowd it's not that they can't be out of reach capacity and you gotta put you gotta put emphasis on your show and that's not a bad thing that they decided to do is it fair Hmm. when you're in a rating with Swarpan I don't think fair that word comes into play I honestly don't because AEW thinks – no, they, I'm pretty sure they know that they've got the X Factor or their X Factor, which would be Sting. Because they otherwise – not that they were flailing around, but, I mean, they needed a name outside of the names that they already have on their show, like Jericho Moxley, Omega, Hawk, just name a few, and the Young Bucks. Jurassic Express. I don't really watch AEW religiously. I watch them and their recordings, you know, from DVRing them. And then I'm not going to lie, I flip back and forth between NXT and AEW on TNT. So, yes. Not that I don't watch the... uh, Number one trend is I don't – honestly, AEW, if they do not capitalize with Sting and Rhodes or Sting and Jericho, well, people, some people are saying, well, they would expect Jericho and Sting. Hello, it's the modern-day Hogan versus Sting. We've already had that saga you know where Sting's trying to correct what's wrong in AEW, not who can I feud with now? Also, who he has a say And who he works The man's 61 years old He don't fucking look like it, folks People are gonna bitch about Goldberg regardless So, could it be Sting as a champion in 2021? Yeah, I don't know I'm just intrigued because that name Was brought up so much during Me growing up watching pro wrestling I wasn't really a big on Sting fan I was more... Floating back and forth between WWE. ECW was still around. It's just... And we're not, you know, featured as much as the Attitude Era and the whole Monday Night War. Now we're in this whole thing where NXT is facing off with Sting. Sting said he wanted creative control. And the, iron, the irony in this is the man that he could have faced at WrestleMania 31 is now part of the NXT team in 2021 and that'd be The Undertaker so there were reports about Sting wanting to help out WWE from a creative perspective but WWE said no I don't know if that was a refusal on Hunter's end, Vince's end, who knows but I do know a few things to kind of set things in motion. And now, I don't think it was a bright idea to let go of Sting because you could have had him tease a mania match between Undertaker and Sting, but that should have happened years ago. Because Taker was still with the company, still in the process of being on his way out. And what does this have to do with TLC and how WWE Slightly improved well The fallout From TLC May or may not have garnered ratings But according to December 21st The 1.5 rating That's the lowest it's been Since 1993 when it got First conceived man And if we really want to be honest With ourselves Analyzing you know how wrestling ratings Wars are going right now I mean we we the wrestling fans would like to assess that is this is this truly what WWE wants to show us is that Bray Wyatt gets lit on fire. Roman Reigns was not the first choice for a main event. So I mean they're headed in the right direction. And they're not poking us like, okay, we're going to have a controversial finish for both main events. Thank God, because there was a discussion earlier on today at work for me and another coworker of mine. It basically entailed, who do you think would run the company better? And to be honest with you folks, right now, I just want a show. I just want a story being told. And they're telling a story. And... That story is being told. Not just with one feud between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. There's there's a definite good feud going with uh, Roman and Kevin. Please do not fucking kill it. That's all I'm asking because WWE has been known to centralize their focus on one feud and then completely destroy it and negate the fact that a set of superstars even had a feud. So please continue the Kevin Roman feud. I think this is great. It's actually compelling TV. Now I got time to do the one thing I love doing. And that is, uh, if you have small children, and this is around Christmas time and they repeat it and end up getting a lump of coal because of me, I am not responsible for said lump of coal going in their stockings, okay? Okay? So the following content and the following podcast is set for mature audiences only. following content is... An original podcast or from an original podcast arrived on March 24, 2016. Any further use or replication of said podcast is punishable by law and will be implicated of a $45 fine enforced if said individual from podcast uses the phrase or likeness thereof off the rails uncensored. That would be $45 for every time. Off the Rails uncensored phrase Has been or could have been Or would have been Actually, no Every time the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored Or title Off the Rails Uncensored Is used Utilized In an active manner $45 will be put into my pocket Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast. March 24th, 2016. All right, folks. <clears throat> Buckle up, fuckers. I can't guarantee that you will not be offended. So, uh, monkeys in the truck, it's been a while. Dust off that CD or dust off that iTunes or whatever the fuck and play my fucking music to get. For the first time in a while, WWE's pay-per-view actually wasn't bad. Because they've had horrendous pay-per-views in the past. Horrendous meaning some people agreed with it. Some of the workers who have perspectives about what fans should like and what fans shouldn't like. They even probably... Some of them don't even give a fuck. So I'm just going to say... For the first time in a while. This pay-per-view was full of intrigue. Oh, my God. They actually put together a five to six match card that wasn't absolutely horrible. I mean, even the kickoff match, the curtain jerk wasn't bad. So specifically speaking, when you have caliber names like Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and let's see who else. I don't ooh, maybe. Let me just flip it over here. I don't want those results from Raw, man. Let's let's look at TLC's results again so I can reread it. TLC Let's see, it says in the headlines Bizarre Firefly Inferno match closes final pay-per-view of 2020 The way that they even had this set up was beyond crazy I mean, it had it all, you know, with Orton and Bray And I told you I was going to put that video clip And I think I'm going to do that now because No, not flailing, you goober but I would like to play this clip for you because, I mean, listen to this. Even TMZ covered it. They said it was bizarre. Or didn't go to jail. Sh- of course, Orton's not going to jail. If he would have, folks, there would have been a big old article about it in the paper or, or, you know, on the internet, I should say, since we're living in the uh, digital era, if you will. So I'm going to play a clip for you again. I do not own the rights to a WWE trademark pay per view, nor do I own the rights to the audio presented in this clip. So, we're going to play a little something something from TMZ's website, and you know that it's big deal if TMZ covers something from pro wrestling cuz normally they don't unless it's uh, regarding controversial uh actions outside the WWE's ring. So, we're going to play this clip and I'm going to listen and I'm going to let you all listen to the craziness uh, that was Randy Orton, Bray White. It's about a two-minute clip, so bear with me, folks.
2: Oh, we're doing the some beef. Or, 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 the block, the or don't do this. On, or, come on, come on. don't do this. Or, no, go on, do this. Go on, Randy. or do not do this. No. Randy. No. Somebody, no. somebody get out there and suck it. Randy, just, just change your mind. Randy, throw something out. No. Or no. Don't do no. it. Don't do, this. don't do this, Randy. You're out. Hey, no. Or,
1: Okay, well okay, that's enough 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 of those. That's enough. Okay, enough of those video stuff. Oh TMZ just doesn't quit when you're playing a clip. But yes, you heard folks, somebody stop it, somebody stop it. Samojo may not be Jr. Calling the whole same sequence of cactus or not cactus, but um Mankind falling off a hell in a cell. As God is my witness, he is broken in half. May not have been that moment, but see, that's what draws people in, is the fact that you have controversy, which creates what? Creates cash. Whether you agree with it, whether I agree with it, whether Joe Blow agrees with it, it was fucking gold. I don't know if WWE Raws gonna ever be the same after that. I don't even know, folks, if we can even classify Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton as being a top feud. Yes, we can. Just like we can classify Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens being at the top level right now. Sure, it sounds like a pro WWE, but now I'm giving AEW a fair shake because let's face it, let's be honest with you, they were flailing around, flopping like fish out of water. Even with Omega, Jericho, Rhodes, and all them, they were flailing, and other they still are in the women's division. And yes. Now, everyone and their brother's mothers, you know, having a child, getting married. They're already married, so they're having a child. Congratulations to Brandy Rhodes and Cody. That mean my God, so Moxley and Renee, yes, I'm going straight from controversy into, you know, random baby news, which I'm going to stop. Because that's not what we're here for. Like, so-and-so's having a child. Congratulations. No, I my show is not, you know, a TMZ in that regard. But congratulations to the happy couples. Uh, congratulations to Becky and Seth, her bearing child and naming her role. Congratulations on that. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Yes, sir, that is correct. So it's been a while since I've been unhinged and upset and, you know, getting angry and getting upset. No, look, this pay-per-view TLC 2020 is the last pay-per-view for WWE. They needed this kind of uh, momentum shift, if you will, for Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt's feud. I hope to God you guys are not repackaging Bray, because if so, That'll be the fuckery that does it for me and other WWE fans. Keep the fiend. Do not, and I repeat, do not fall prey to victim and go, we can repackage Bray for the umpteenth fucking time. We can make his character ten times better than what the fans are used to. Just keep it simple, stupid, and keep that character. Because this is a brilliant idea. You know, lighting someone on fire may not be the answer to some things, man, but it's, it's definitely a step up from what WWE had been doing. My only gripe and complaint would be the Hurt Business. It would be so much better if you just let MVP have creative reins on this. Because the man can talk, and the man can do great things as a manager, not so much as a worker anymore. He's not that, you know... It's not that he's not athletically gifted, but, I mean, like I said, that's my only gripe is the way that match transpired and went over with. As I said, they said, reports have said that Kofi Kingston had a nasty injury, so maybe that may have changed the outcome, but if you're going to have a manager like MVP down at ringside, you might as well get him involved. Just saying. Just saying, man. That's the only gripe and complaint that I have concerning WWE was the fact that MVP needed to get involved because, well, if they go over clean, then aren't they supposedly the baby faces in the match? If a heel, yeah, if a heel tag team or heel solo doesn't necessarily use a manager like, okay, Sherry and Shawn Michaels, you know, Tito, yeah, Tito Santana and she and Sherry could have gotten involved during the match, but she didn't. I'm not going to focus on that because it's kind of a minor point compared to a major point. So focus on the topic at hand. Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Which one was better? I mean, it's kind of a toss up between the two. Kevin Owens always is going to put on a, da- a damn good fucking wrestling show for any fan, and he made Roman Reigns, despite what people say. He fits the mold of what you want as a champion, because if Kevin wins then the payoff doesn't really happen. So you want to string along this feud so that you have something going. And the fact that Jay Uso's interference was fucking perfect. Because you know Kevin was about to win the championship and OMG, let's dangle the carrot, let's have KO get to the top of the ladder and then boom. Grabs the leg of Kevin Owens. Match continues low blow, that's very fitting for Roman, although I think (laughs) the ending went bad, so I mean, thank God it wasn't the main event, otherwise fans would have been like, well, to be expected. I'm just saying, because WWE has been known to put sleepers in their main events. And this is not NXT, folks, this is uh, main roster shit. So for the first time in a while this pay per view actually salvaged most of what's been going on this year. Uh Royal Rumble wasn't bad, so there's one. Uh extreme rules uh, less to be desired, but you know, without a crowd it's very difficult. So since January of 2020, we've had no crowds at pay-per-views. So you got to come up with something. So what does WWE do? Let's have an inferno match between The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Randy Orton, who wasn't wearing normal wrestling gear. And they almost got lit on fire a few times. They teased it. So I guess this is a prelude to... Hell in a Cell, beginning of the year, or Royal Rumble, my bad. I don't know if they're even going to do 40, man, because they... and we have a handful of superstars that they've been working with. So, it's all up to them deciding on who's going to get involved in the Royal Rumble. They can't do NXT. They can't cross-brand shit, which is unfortunate. And uh, NXT, speaking of NXT, before I get too off-tangent, I'm having New Year's Evil, and Dexter Loomis is going to be the host. And talk about interesting. <sighs> All right. I'll get into NXT on Wednesday or Thursday, folks, because obviously I'm trying to get my bearings for the show again right before 2021. What a night. What a night. You want to talk about wowing a crowd? God, you got a guy that's absolutely batshit insane and this is the first time that a guy has been batshit insane since Nick Foley.
2: There's just your-
1: several questions that come about like how come this couldn't have been done in the middle of the year I'll tell you why because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and the fact that WWE has flailed in the past with ideologies behind Bray Wyatt's character an improvement give the fans something controversial to look forward to. Not controversial, but let me rephrase the whole sentence. It's a good idea to give us what we want, because if you don't, then you lose more ratings and then you run the risk of shelling out more sales on the shop just to make ends meet. No, WWE may be struggling But now that Bray Wyatt got lit on fire, it's a hot topic. I'm kind of on a roll with funds, aren't I? Anyways, good thing. Because I would have uh, been highly upset along with other fans. Not, I wouldn't be upset with Kevin Owens and, and Roman main eventing. They were, you know, the co main. That's the way I look at it because both matches, you know, one being. Okay, we knew that Roman was going to win, but that, you know, the positive is you can tell that Kevin put on a damn decent show. You can tell that Kevin and Roman were trying to give the fans a show, if you will, and that show we all were witness to was not your stereotypical Roman wins with five Superman punches and 18 kajillion spears, right? And and the Orton theme match was not a squash match like I was expecting it to be. Because honestly, after watching so many feuds between Orton and fucking Bray Wyatt, their matches were not even close to being, you know, like okay. I really want to rewatch the uh, House of Horrors match, or I really want to rewatch Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, only for Bray Wyatt to get squashed after he's been playing mind games with Orton the whole fucking time. And some theorize that Vince is trying to bury Bray. Um, that's neither here nor there for us to decide. Whether or not his character has been buried, although the obvious would be yes and no. Uh, Bray versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell when they ended the match after he gets beat up with a mallet. Come on, man. It's a no disqualification match. And Bray essentially should have won that match because he kept going, kept going, proving the scene, you know, was like nonstop, Beating the shit out of any legend Anybody that came his way So now they're redeeming Themselves By lighting Him on fire and I kind of have a question mark But it's a good question mark mean, I wonder how long this feud's gonna fucking Last because His fans Were like okay He got lit on fire And it was pretty damn like the ending made you go, okay. Now you got our attention. Holy fuck, you sick, sick people. Haven't lit anyone on fire since, you know, the last Inferno match. Yes, dude. To answer your question, Corey, the last Inferno match that we saw. Been a minute. It's like 2013, and to see. Just the ambiance of the fire being lit at ringside—it was a majestic sight. It's probably just as noteworthy as when the Undertaker comes out. ring. thats how heated the pyro was around the ring, like the flames and stuff, and they like the the fire bends and whatnot. I was pleasantly surprised. To to answer your question, dude, I was pleasantly surprised with this pay-per-view because normally I rip WWE a new asshole. And that's because the pay-per-view does nothing for the fan. It does everything to make us pissed off at what WWE is attempting to do. And they're like, well, we, we meant to send this message to you guys. So... I'm proud to say that WWE ended the pay-per-view year on a good note. Royal Rumble wasn't bad. WrestleMania was actually halfway decent. So there's three pay-per-views that stand out to me. One of them being, you know, TLC. Yeah, you know, Payback was, uh eh, It wasn't the grandest of pay-per-views, but it was a show. And even though we can't go to an arena now and watch... This shit live Like it For me It'd be Barclays For other people It'd be Sprint Center For other people It would be Whichever arena You guys hail From Without You know A lot It's had a live audience You'd be hearing Holy shit Holy shit Which I think That's what the chant was In the uh, Thunderdome That was you know The auto fill in Unless uh, The people In the virtual the virtual boards were saying, holy shit, holy shit, but, I mean, it was a holy shit-worthy moment with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. It just... For the first time in a while, folks, I felt positively about a WWE pay-per-view, and like I said, there's only been three that have really stood out from from my perspective, at least. The Royal Rumble, not so much... Uh The fact that we kind of expected McIntyre to win. Some did, some didn't. I, to be honest with you, I thought Lesnar was going to win the whole thing after he eliminated 14 people. And then you had uh, WrestleMania 36, which I'm pissed off that we didn't, my friend of mine back home, we didn't get to go. So there was that. But then you had the Undertaker's farewell match Versus AJ Styles You had McIntyre finally becoming champion Even though it was no audience You had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross Winning the women's tag team championships Which Speaking of Alexa Bliss She's kind of like Playing the role of being Odd valet She hasn't worked a match in quite a while But she didn't need to so I'm wondering, I don't know if they have said anything about Bliss. I'm pretty sure they have been articles. Let me just take a look as to where Miss Bliss has been. Maybe she's injured. So it says injury 2020. Uh-oh. No, that was WrestleMania 34, so that's not a – that she Injured 2020 says uh, she broke character and told her after injury, so it says WWE often tracks a lot of criticism for labeling its superstars as independent contractors and the recent third-party controversy further highlighted the issues with the talents and their contracts. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to find – WWE takes care of us 100%. We are all in a contract, and anything that happens inside the ring, WWE takes care of. Our health is 100% priority. Our health and safety is 100% priority in the company. Unfortunately, we're living in the middle of <clears throat> a canceled culture where people try to start rumors and make their assumptions of things. There have never been a time where I've ever felt uncomfortable about being in the ring or ever felt forced about being in the ring. Even when I was injured, I mean, I had concussions, and Vince said, all right, well, we're going to send you the best specialist there are, and he did. And I saw a concussion specialist, and they went above and beyond to take care of me. I know everyone feels that way. Uh, well, that depends. I mean,
0: <laughs>
1: it depends on who you are. I mean, Vince is going to take care of you regardless, so they say, well, how do you know? Look, folks, the reason why I just mentioned Alexa Bliss is because she was involved with the scene, and who knows if if she were to be set on fire, you know how controversial that would be. But it was interesting that they paired Alexa Bliss with Bray Wyatt. It was interesting that Bray Wyatt got paired again with Randy Orton. So in turn, before this Inferno match... Alexa Bliss was cited as being the weak spot for The Fiend because The Fiend cares a great deal about Bliss. I don't know, man. I hope she gets involved in this feud because this would be highly fucking interesting to see where WWE goes after this. Come on, you have momentum with this feud, so let's let's build it into the next feud in 2021. Uh, Is it going to be Bray Wyatt appearing at Royal Rumble? Is it gonna have him is it gonna feature him winning? I mean, I I honestly am him really because McIntyre won last year well, technically this year, and he became the WWE champion. So is it in the theme's future is it in the company's future to let Bray Wyatt win to represent the company, or is it gonna I don't know if If Randy Orton's going to win the Royal Rumble And then the fiend is going to feud with him after Because we all know that this is going to end up Being something that carries over And I'm not complaining I'm actually thanking our lucky stars That we get privileged to see The continuation of this craziness, man Somebody getting lit on fire You don't see that every day You just don't And I'm happy to say That This is the first time in a while where it's like, wow, actually got wrestling fans and outside of wrestling fans attention, oh, you know that shit's fake, oh, it's staged, I don't give a fuck. It was compelling TV, despite the fact that those who um, unsubscribe from the network and are watching AEW because it's uh, what they like or what they enjoy, and I don't give two fucks because... We are all watching wrestling, and we're all enjoying it, like, you know, in a different way. Somebody got lit on fire? Holy fuck. You talk about my eyeballs paying attention for the first time. I was half asleep during this pay-per-view, folks. I was watching some of the queefs and uh, saints. gives a fuck. And then I went back upstairs to my room to watch... uh, the rest of TLC with my roommates, and we even were like, holy fuck. Should we, and I asked, I turned to Viz like, should we start the Holy Shit champs now or later? We sound like a semi-wrestling crowd. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. It's definitely up there as one of the top pay-per-views of 2020 for WWE, that is. That's an answer to Sting, I guess. Lighting someone on fire. Controversy creates cash. And who knows where this rivalry is going to go with Orton and Wyatt. Who knows. But now, it's in balance. Because NXT is doing its part. Kind of. And now, main roster is putting shit together. Finally. Finally. So, I'm going to end 20. 20 and not just yet But how I'm going to end partially Is saying the following Thank God you guys actually put on a fucking show Because if you didn't I would have said You know what Why even bother having the network Why even bother reporting this shit But But It was a save It was a save It was a save Now I can say okay I got Sting on one end Where I can watch AEW and see who he's going to pick to fight. Some people said it was obvious that if I chose uh, Sting versus Jericho, I i don't even think we saw those two go one-on-one back in WCW. So now you have options. You have options regarding who Stinger could face. Just like WWE has options now with what to do with uh, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, or Kevin Owens, uh, Roman Reigns, my bad, and Randy Orton in the scene. So those four individuals, man, they got it going. They got it made. Why? They pulled this in, man. They reeled this in. And that's what good workers do, is they reel you in with their shit. Otherwise, we, I would be sitting here ranting and raving about what angle they should have gone with and how they should have approached it and whatever, because, you know, from an outsider's perspective... WWE really hasn't had much to shine on up until this point. So now if you really want to create a a ratings draw, you just did. So thank God, man. Wrestling is wrestling. And, And this moment was a huge momentum shift, maybe. I don't know. But from my perspective, it looked good and not just on paper. 'Cause that tends to be the thing with WWE is it looks good on paper to the workers, but it looks shitastic to the fans sometimes. Not always, sometimes. All right, folks, that'll do it for tonight on Russell Radio Network. We wish you a safe and Merry Christmas. And uh be safe during these times, be smart, celebrate with your family. Watch some wrestling or whatever you like watching. Boxing, MMA is your thing, or uh, whatever you're into. So whatever floats your fucking boats. Merry fucking Christmas! Be, again, be safe. And uh, toodles bitches. I got to sleep. Got up, you know, got to get up for work. And uh, <clears throat> till Wednesday or Thursday, toodles bitches. I got to get some rest. to